I'm alone. This isn't going to be like the one episode where Mike edited me to be uh, crazy. But, um, yeah. So, um, what we're going to try to do this year is uh, the four of us are... Uh, Mainly, I think, me. <laughs> but um, Mike was supposed to join me this morning, but um, I guess he is asleep. But, um, yeah, we're going to be covering uh, new releases, uh, spoiler-free reviews um, for your Friday morning, afternoon, whenever you listen, if you listen. Um, talking about kind of one of the latest um, titles that uh, has dropped in the theater. So... Uh, today we're talking about, uh, Nicholas Pesci's The Grudge. So, um, a lot of people think this movie came out of nowhere. And it, and I mean, I guess it kind of did if you, if you weren't paying attention closely, um, kind of, um, what was happening between them doing a reboot, remake, uh, pseudo sequel, and then, you know, changing hands of directors, uh, ultimately still being in, in Rami's hands, but uh, switching directors um, for a short time. Uh, but still, it kind of, it really did sneak up on us. Um, and sometimes that's a that's a bad sign. Uh, sometimes it's a good sign because things are made in secret. This really wasn't made in secret, um, but it really did sneak up on us. And a lot of people, I guess it caught them off guard. So, um Jumping into it, uh, we can talk a little bit about um, the past with The Grudge before we actually jump into the movie. Um, recently, I was uh, interviewed for a, a, a J-Horror uh, documentary, uh, jumping around um, on um, uh, kind of uh, the history of, of the films and you know where a lot of the 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 fear stems from to to the films themselves so mainly we're going to talk about uh mainly just the grudge right now so it, back in the day um uh shimizu uh um made a i'll try to say these titles you know because some of them haven't been really uh translated but it was a uh, go uh Gakko no Gaiden G, which I believe translates to like high school ghost stories. So this came out um, in the 90s, uh, kind of uh, shot digitally, looked really cheap, um, but it was an anthology that um, a few filmmakers got together. The other one was uh, Kiyoshi uh, Kurosawa, who was well known for like Cure and, and stuff like that. So they got together and they made these, you know, these short films and put an anthology for this uh, setting around a, a high school uh, with ghosts. And um, Shimizu had two shorts in there, which was four, 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 and then I think the other one was called uh, Katsumi. And both of those shorts uh, featured uh, both ghosts. So we have uh, Keiko and then uh, and then Toshi. So, um, that's kind of where it stemmed from. He made two, and they're very short, uh, in, act, in the actuality in the movie. They're only just a few minutes. Um, but he still was, and they are actually kind of creepy. Uh, Keiko one is definitely, um, creepier, but, uh, so they, it really focuses on just, you know, surprise with the ghost. And then from then on, uh, you know, Shimizu made a um, uh, 
grudge movie, which was known as Jew on the Curse in, in the 2000s. So before we jump into like the grudge that was remade uh, from the original, there was actually uh, these shorts and then two other movies that were before it, uh, which was just Jew on the Curse. And they, they both had this kind of the same aesthetic as far as being that uh, shot digitally. They looked a little, they look a little cheap and they're not the greatest, but you can at least kind of see what people saw, especially Raimi when he saw, uh, I guess he saw The Grudge first, um, kind of where the scariness and the scare factors and and could have been, you know, more de well-developed. And that's essentially what he did when he made Jew on the Grudge. So we have, um, you know, the, the Curse, uh, the Curse 2, which was in uh, the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. And then I believe Juwan the Grudge came out in 2002. So um, he made he made these four films. <laughs> Shimizu made two shorts based on it. And then he made four films. Um, they're all kind of standalone sequels. They uh, the Grudge uh, two were actually the Curse, the Curse two, the Grudge, the Grudge two. They do follow suit into one another, but they all ultimately are all standalone uh, films. And then um, with with Juwan uh, two, the Curse. He literally kind of did like a Silent Night, Deadly Night type thing where it's like the first 30, 45 minutes. I forget how long. It seems like a long time. Um, but uh, he just rehashes the first film and then ultimately goes into the story of, uh, of that. But he really kind of shined with the the 2002 uh the grudge and that's where all of this kind of stems from this is the powerhouse this is the this is the sequel that really set it over the edge because it got a little bit wider released it went theatrical which juan uh the curse the curse to the curse to actually got a small theatrical release but um a lot in if you don't know a lot of films in japan they just go direct to video but there's like no um frowning upon that i mean nowadays we don't either in america but at a time we did uh, direct-to-video movies were shitty and then the theatrical stuff was awesome to like to the general public now we're at a point where no one really pays attention to that and we also have this whole indie scene where things are being released very very limited in theaters they always have been it's been happening for years it's just we're more aware of it, I guess. Um, but anyways, direct -to video movies in Japan, not really frowned upon. It just, it just happened. They do a lot of films and, and things like that. I don't know the whole, uh, kind of sales tactic or money-making tactic behind it. I just, uh, I just know what's released theatrically and, and obviously, uh, direct -to video. So, Jew on the Curse was directed video. Jew on the sequel, The Curse, was released very, very limited uh, for just a certain amount of days. And then The Grudge, uh, Jew on the Grudge, which we all know is the one that was uh, released wide and did, did very, very well and also got some play in America, which is where I believe Rami um, saw the film. So that's kind of the whole basis of of these films, and then um, of course they remade. You know, Shimizu remade his own film uh, or two films, The Grudge, The Grudge Two, uh, here in America, and then they made a third one uh, later on. So <laughs> Shimizu has made the shorts. 
He has made the curse one and two. He's made the grudge one and two or Jew on the, the Japanese. And then he remade his own two films uh, for America. So he's already made these movies quite a few times. And originally he was actually going to be the director of this new film, which I thought it would have been kind of ridiculous that a director uh, took a short and, and, and basically made the film four times. Um, so I'm kind of glad that we got an, a new set of eyes, especially Nicholas Pesci from coming from Piercing and uh, Eyes of Your Mother, uh, Eyes of My Mother, um, which are two fabulous haunting stories. So so good. So we kind of had high hopes for Pesci taking on um, this uh, this grudge story. Uh, I expected kind of a more art house approach to uh, to this horror story, and we'll jump into that in just a minute. But um, yeah, so Shimizu made uh, remade the Grudge, uh, which blew up um, over here in America, um, mainly after the successful uh, remake of Ring, which Gore Verbinski made the Ring, and um, that was kind of unexpected, I believe, to Hollywood and producers, is that film taking off and being as big as it was. And I still consider uh, the Ring remake. The probably the best remake of all time. I, I think Gore Verbinski did an amazing job uh, creating such a beautiful and scary-looking movie, not to mention the scares that are in the film. I think uh, he took uh, um, Hideo Nakata's, like, just everything. It's kind of almost like uh, Kubrick with The Shining novel. He really took the stuff that really shine in the film, put it in there, and then he added his own little narrative story, a more cohesive narrative story um, from from the original uh, film. But um, anyways, so back to the back to the grudge. They remade it. They made a direct video. A third one was Shawnee Smith that actually tied into the the second film. Um, so we have the first film with Sarah Michelle Geller, which takes place in Japan, by the way, which I thought was something. Obviously, Shimizu did that on purpose, but we didn't. Um, they didn't ask him to Americanize it. We had an American actor. Basically, you know, obviously you need to do that for gen the general public, not for people that are probably listening to the show. We don't give a shit. But for to the general public, for Hollywood, they need to put an American actor in there. That's why they always say they're whitewashing. It's They have to, in a way, in order to make the money as greedy as they are. They don't really care about making the, the characters all Japanese, all Korean, um, if it's this kind of pseudo-American uh, production that they're you know you know what I'm talking about there's no really need to get into it it's just it's just a stupid tactic um, but anyways he he did actually you know make the movie uh, in Japan and the movie takes place in Japan and then the sequel took part in Japan and then the rest took uh, place like in Chicago or something like that but anyways he remade you know his own two films and um, kind of a continuation story uh, actually took part of uh, the the original um, or Jew on the Grudge he actually took elements to that and put it in a sequel for example the three schoolgirls that are in uh, Jew on the Grudge are in the Grudge 2 and that's kind of the story based around them and the Jennifer Beals character so I still think the Grudge um, works the, the American Grudge uh, I thought it was better than than the Japanese version 
very much i think he he had more money and he obviously had a uh, a good team behind him and i think they really put him in the right direction as as a filmmaker making his own film with the budget finally that he you know deserved in this sense i think that's the reason why he remade them so much is because he was able to do what he wanted and i still think the grudge holds up i think it's i think it's a i think it's a good film um the grudge sequel not so much i think it really kind of fell short um and the grudge 3 is just kind of a a mess um but one thing that i love about Shimitsu is well I'll say this in a second uh, basically when we get into uh, Nicholas Pesci's uh, The Grudge remake reboot sequel <laughs> so first off this is not a, a remake um, it is kind of a pseudo reboot to, for for the series if you want to call it that um, but really it is a tie-in sequel uh, that takes place um, during the first film and well into the second film. Uh, there's no really jumping back and forth, um, but the film opens up with a, a caretaker leaving the house of the original grudge, calling Yoko, who is the one that dies um, in the beginning and then is replaced by Sarah Michelle Gellar because she doesn't uh, come in on time. And they do mention the Williams house, which the Williams actually bought that house for the grandmother who eventually sees, um, uh, you know, the, the, the ghosts, the, you know, the, the Keiko and, uh, Toshi. Um, so anyways, uh, the story picks up, um, basically right there, bringing this curse to, uh, the States, um, Pennsylvania, I think. Um, so spoiler free, uh, you don't have to turn it off right now. Um, the film is kind of an interwoven sequel um, that does acknowledge the other films, but doesn't really focus on them either. So we have The Grudge, um, and then it basically follows this character and follows the tradition of stepping into the house and you die. Um the story does have three narrative storylines that are taking place through a number of years. And it does jump back and forth quite a bit to the point where it does get a little confusing. But if you're paying attention to the characters and you know what characters are in what timeline, it's fairly easy to... Um, to uh, to pay attention and follow people are saying it's a narrative mess nah not really it's just a little jumbled but it's pretty if you're paying attention it's pretty easy to follow um and then basically that's it that that's that's the story um now to jump into Nic nicholas pesci nicholas pesci is a, a very good filmmaker between piercing and eyes of my mother really really great horror films they're extremely well crafted they have great sound design haunting imagery so bringing him into the table to remake reboot make this sequel of the grudge i was really into but he uses kind of this really weird dark style that was i i, I the whole time i'm watching i'm thinking man this feels like it's in the 90s but he has this really kind of cool imagery to the film um, and then kind of takes it from there. But the thing that 
bothered me, and this is where I was going to jump back to what Shimizu can kind of do, is that Shimizu's really, really great at scares. And one of the all-time, my, my, one of my all-time favorite scares is in the remake of uh, The Grudge with uh, Michelle Geller is that um, there's a footage of uh, the, the Williams sister um, at work and she's looking at a security cam. Or actually, she gets attacked and then the detective looks at the security cam and sees Keiko like, rise up from the floor and then come to the camera and it's a, a black face, uh, this black kind of shadow opening you know, appears and then the eyes open and it stays and it's really scary. It happens actually in the original grudge, but there's too many cuts and it doesn't have the same feeling. Um, but the cool thing about Shimizu and what makes the grudge film scary is that he doesn't really use musical cues or loud noises or jump scares with his films. Um, there's a couple, one or two here and there, but he really relies on staying on the image for a long time. So when Keiko or, or Toshi show up, he's very good at lingering too long on, um, on, on the ghost or whatever's scary. And sometimes it's actually revealed first um, that there's something in the room or a presence by the actor's expression or reaction. And then we are shown. But it's not even like a quick cut. We actually, he lingers on, on the scare, which again, is kind of unheard of because a lot of times in films, we don't see the the creature, beast, or monster till the end of the film, or we're given quick glimpses and quick cuts and jump scares and a lots of shadowy you know, imagery to where we can't really make out what's there because the unknowing is scary. But <laughs> Shimizu turns on the lights, daytime horror, and just really does a number of, of scaring you. And I think that's why the grudge films are, are effective, especially the later ones, because he really lingers. And Pesci doesn't do that. He really relies on jump scares and quick cuts, which I didn't really expect because of his previous two films. They're so really well-crafted in this kind of arty way. So I was expecting kind of the scares to be like that, and they weren't. The film looks good. I think it's well-crafted. You know, it does have this weird, dark, rainy, wet look um, throughout the film, which works for the tone of, of the movie. But his jump scares are not really, they don't really work. They're just kind of out of nowhere um, and, and seems cheap from the kind of movie that he is making on the side to what he has made, which obviously we can't, you know, look at his old films and say, well, we want you to do that, but it just doesn't fit. But um, other than that, uh, it has really great actors. William Sadler's in it, Frankie Faison, um, Lynn Shay. Uh, John Cho, it's actually got a really great cast. Andrian Risenborough, who was uh, mainly known for, I guess, Mandy uh, last year. But just a really good cast. It's got a good score by, I believe they're called the Newton Brothers. They do a, a really fabulous job. Um, but uh, really, it takes the element of uh, Keiko and Toshi out of the film. And it really focuses on these, these new uh, quote-unquote ghosts. Um, which I didn't really care for because there's something in the film that really bothered me, and it's that uh, it's that noise. 
that Keiko makes. Uh, I think it's called like the death rattle, but it comes, you know, it's that very uh, audible noise from her throat that she, I'm not going to do it. But everybody knows it's kind of, you know, the grudge kind of trademark. And the character, the ghosts do it in that film. And it really bothered me because if <laughs> it seems like he didn't watch the movies, is that the reason why Keiko does that is because. Um, her husband, which they're brutally murdered in the film, which does a great murder scene in the remake of The Grudge, uh, the U.S. remake, by the way. Very, very violent. Um, but he stabs her in her throat uh, a few times. And the noise is basically her breathing. And it's just making that very, very odd noise. And it really bothered me that the other ghosts do that in this movie. It really kind of threw me off because I was like, you know, Toshi meows because there's like this cat thing with uh, with Toshi. Um, but um, like the cat and I guess Toshi are one now. Um, but uh, the thing with um, the ghost, I, it just didn't really it didn't really make too much sense for me why the ghost did it. But if you take away some, I mean, we're all going to have these little things that we that we pick apart in the film. Um, but I'm not going to go off and say this is, you know, up there with the other grudge films. I think it's a decent film. Uh, Pesci made another good film. Um, if it's a rewatchable, nah, I don't know, maybe once. Uh, it's a little forgettable at times, I would say, um, because uh, it's just it doesn't really have those moments. And also, I think it doesn't have those moments because of this uh, three-story narrative that he's trying to tell that takes place over a number of years that jumps back and forth between years without really identifying right off. Uh, you know, it's mainly you just have to de you know decide all oh, that characters in that timeline. That's this you know little bit that we're going to be watching. Um, so I, I just I, I think that kind of hurts it a little bit. One thing I really did like about it is that it's more of a police procedural than anything else. So it's really detectives trying to um, understand and figure out. It's actually a new detective on a case where these old detectives have uh, went over. And she's kind of discovering these things that happen at this house in, you know, the early 2000s. But the thing is, that something that kind of doesn't work is that we know what's going on. So we're always way ahead of Andrea Risenborough's character. We're always in the know. Like, we know what's happening. We know what's going on. And, and, and that's the thing that really doesn't, it doesn't do anything new. The only thing it does new is how the curse carries. But for the most part, it's just very um, procedural in the, in the horror aspect. It really doesn't do anything new. So um, I think that's the thing that doesn't stick. Uh, but Pesci does a very, very good job of keeping um, kind of uh, his, his, his way of filmmaking in in this and that's the thing that I, I really dig and it does have a couple it's got a, some really good shots it's got a lot of uh, blood and gore which uh, the grudge this uh, reboot remake inter sequel is um, very bloody and 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 um, it's not really violent it just has a lot of gore and there's a couple really really good special effects and and gags in the film um, but again like I said, it's it's a very dark film. Um, it really reminds me of watching 
you know, horror films like from 99 to 2003, there is this weird aesthetic that they had where everything's a little too dark, but it's, it's, you know, it just has this kind of wet look like Darkness Falls or, or Robert Harmon's, uh, They, uh, Wes Craven pseudo produced. Um, it's just, they look like that. Um, which I dig. I, I do like that look, but, um, it just, it didn't seem original for Pesci. Um, but like I said, he's making his own movie and obviously I, I think there would be a little bit of, uh, Hollywood and, and producers and execs working with him. So this probably a hundred percent entirely wasn't his film. Um, it was probably like, you know, maybe 50 and you kind of do see his his marks that he left in the film especially um the end credit sequence it's a total pesci move um but all in all i i mean i dug it i i think there's going to be a lot of divided uh you know uh takes on this which i mean i guess is every film but this one's a little i think will be a little bit more extreme i think that people it's really going to be kind of i really hated this it's the worst thing i've seen to like, eh, that's good. It's fine. I liked it, you know. And I think that's kind of where I teeter on. Is I, I enjoyed what I saw. I liked it. Um, I'm not going to go out and scream it from the rooftops that you need to go see the movie. But I think it's a worthy um, uh, sequel reboot. Um, I think things are done right. I think with the characters um, and the acting, it's really great. The score's good. Um, it's got some okay scares, uh, but ultimately it really takes the idea of the grudge and makes its own movie. Um, which is something that I wasn't really a fan of. I really wanted a continuation or, you know, stop American Americanizing uh, J-Horror. I, I really, like I said, I thought Shimizu did a w great job of remaking his movie, setting it in Japan, but also kind of Americanizing it for America, but also staying true to the roots. And I think that's what uh, this one doesn't. It completely abandons everything. It abandons even the characters, um, which I I understand maybe they're trying to stir away from everything but also i don't think that really works for this type of story um but anyways uh so that's that's pretty much it this is um kind of what we'll be doing like i said uh you know we'll try to do this weekly next week we'll be underwater um which we're uh we're excited about and we'll talk about and like i said all these are going to be very spoiler free um so you can go ahead and listen to it uh um, you know, certain details, aspects will be told in order to, you know, uh, continue a conversation or maybe give hints of what you're in for. But for the most part, we'll, we'll keep it pretty, um, pretty quiet. This one, this episode is a little bit longer, mainly because of the history of the, you know, the grudge and things like that. But, um, we will try to keep them brief. So anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, Hopefully you go see The Grudge and support, you know, this is still, you know, Sam Raimi and Ghost House Pictures or Ghost, is it Ghost House? It's like Dark Castle and like Ghost House back in the day. It was really weird to see that logo again on the big screen, you know, the skeleton and the keyhole. But uh, ultimately, uh, yeah, have a good weekend and we will see you on the show and other stuff like this. We're going to be putting out quite a few 
little episodes and and much uh, a lot of content. So uh, yeah, we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening.